Geek Shock. Geek Shock. A mellow mood. Mm. Just no, I'm about to do. I'm halfway done with my sweet tea. Oh shit, uh, it's coming. Hot damn, I'm, fix, sweet tea. I'm fixing oh, yeah. to get lit. He has, he has <laughs> sweet tea and Mountain Dew on deck. Yikes. Oh yeah, Mountain. Do you go there and get the jugs of sweet tea? They saw him by the jugs. I didn't get a jug. Oh. That is probably the best. You. It's so good. Can't sweet. Well, I have bought it. Can't by sweet the jug tea before. is great. I did get it sans ice. So it is not oh, cut. All right, that is uncut not cut tea, uncut tea, man. And it's two thirds gone. So oh, yeah. about to bring the hammer. It'll be hitting. His <laughs> eyes are going to roll up too. in the back of his head. Oh, so it's, it's, it's going to so be just a, a fucking <laughs> swirly. <laughs> swirly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Swirly. I thought you did that about ten minutes ago. Oh boy. No, no. Wow. No, don't describe. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fine. It hit me in the target though. <laughs> where's, your, where's the target? You mean the brown bullseye? <laughs> I was at Target. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Are we into the uh, geeky things yet? And you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think we're, I'm not even sure we're recording yet. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock. Number 327, I'm Master Cargo. I was just at Target. <laughs> Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked Andy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek. And tell me about Target. So I go to Target a lot. Often. A lot. I love Target. Target this week hooked me up. For you Canadians listening, Le Target. Yeah. Man, <laughs> so many wrestling figures this week. Four pack of wait, the wait, wait, family. Yes. As I work in the casino timeshare business, guess who came up to my booth, asked for directions Uh-oh. two days ago? Uh-oh. Rob Van Dam. Edge and Christian. Get out of here. Edge and Christian. Together? Whoa. Yes, both Mother of them together. Fucker. And I felt was like Lita around? Shit. <laughs> I forgot what his injury was. So stupid me. I'm like, neck. So how's the back? And he looks at me like, it's the neck, dude. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he put you in a full Nelson and smashed your head no, in the console. Spirit, Kirsten. Oh, I'm Learn. Sorry. I'm sorry. Come on. Do some research. Oh, my God. He's broken in half. <laughs> Matt's never going to be the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty cool. Anyways, continue your story. Uh, no, great. That's awesome. Now, Target to- hooked him up by having things available. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, God damn. It's not, like well, he, but, it's not like the guy pulled him to the side and said, hey, Paul, we got yeah, some stuff over well, here. Like, when it hooked him up, I'm yeah. like, oh, they gave him like a free something. Well, mm-hmm. I go, to, I, go I, I see that it's a $50 set, and I'm like, fuck it. It's got Bobby Heenan. It's got Andre the Giant. Oh, wow. It's got uh, Mr. Perfect and Big John Studd. Now, I have uh, Andre the Giant. and I have Andre the Giant and Mr. Perfect figures already. But I've been craving, dying for a Bobby Heenan figure. He's one of my favorites ever. The best manager. And wicked on the mic. Just monumental on the microphone. And then He and Gorilla Monsoon. You want to know what made 11-year-old Paul happier than anything? Watching those two talk shit to each other. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so funny. It still makes me happy. Uh, so I bought that set. It ended up being half off. So I was like. Boom. Huge score. Right. You hearing the eerie music? Right. Eerie music. Then beyond that, there was a new Macho Man figure. Macho King, Randy Savage, with the crown. And I blew my mind. Never even knew this was coming out. You blew your own mind? I blew my own mind. There it is, sitting right there. Jimmy, the mouth of the South heart. Yeah. 
That's all classic goodies. All he worked the mic too. That gold. Was, yeah, dude. All gold. And I was just like, holy shit. Then the next day, what did they announce? Boss Man is getting into the uh, Hall of Fame. So he'll have a figure next year. Finally. Boss Man, yeah. They have an old one, but it goes for like 120 bucks, And I just can't. <laughs> I can't. Was How this much a, does what, Hall cost you? Uh, that whole pack was like 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Not bad. Not quite. How do you like set them up? You set them up like ring entrance and like on their way to the ring? I have so many now that there's no room. So they're all just kind of stuffed in one ring <laughs> and then all over other shelves. Like a super yeah, well. My wrestlers have something. taken over all over the this shelves. This was a discussion on the uh, the lair uh, last week where we were wondering if anybody could get in that room but you now. If it's, it's like a one-man room it's now. It's a little tricky. Yeah. There's really no... It's awful because I have a bunch of long boxes to try and organize comics that I've been trying to do for like eight weeks. It's just sitting there. The room is just a wreck right now. It's a I, shame. I believe the comment was something like uh, if Anne wandered into Paul's room to check on him and he's going through that whole A Beautiful Mind moment where he's just really trying to make the Deer Devil joke work. He's got <laughs> yeah. the walls oh, what have you plastered. Done? What have you done? The walls no. plastered with different variations on the joke. Yep. He's yeah. Why can't I make this work? There's something there, it guys. Be, it could be mm-hmm. really bad. There, as evidenced by all of our listeners last week. With thumbtacks half, and John. Half the listeners. There is definitely something there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so that was huge. That was awesome. So was this... Was this an actual aisle other people could go into, or is this one that's roped off that has a little science's ball on it? Target? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody yeah. can go. Okay. And I just looked out. But, I, but you got to go all the time, and then once in a while, it's just like, da da da. Oh, he's back. We got to get that order in. Um, mm. So I go to date after the show. To date? To date. To date. Post show. And uh, yeah, you get to. You guys got some wicked trees out here. I'm getting all. Oh, oh um, dude, I've been yeah, it's so bad. All day. Allergies are nasty, but this it's bad. It's worse out here. Record um, plume anyways. for the people who aren't, who aren't living in Las Vegas. It's pollen season, and it's literally the the road. The roads are yellow green. Just uh, there's a thick layer of yellow green dust on everything. It's like, so it's bad. Like and it's highest pollen count on mm. record, something like that. Yeah, yes. it's the highest pollen count on record. Last week, my ears were clogging up to the point where I couldn't hear for half of the show. As I drove in to work, my ears kept getting more and more pressurized as I went down into the valley, and I would go for the better part of our entire show with my ears clogged up, trying to sing and get through the whole... I, I did it. I got through the shows, but woof, it was a real challenge. Um, <laughs> finally, uh, I go to... Okay, so I go to Target. Okay. And um, what is that? It's music. Someone's rocking out. Someone's rocking out somewhere. It's like Winger or some shit. It's whack. You want me to close the door? You love Winger. You're not fooling anybody. Yeah. Fooling. Sierra uh, La Puerta. So I go, and uh, I'm I'm strolling around the Target, and then uh, the the dump truck hits me, and I'm like, oh, I gotta find a facility. But then by the time I made it to the line, I was okay. So I don't know anymore when something hits you because things hit you now. Well. There's the pollen. Jesus. Mm. God, it's really bad. Um, pollen? Pollen. <laughs> I am all in on the pollen. Uh, I thought we were going to have another one of Paul's brown underwear stories. Again. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Everything was safe. Uh, but. So still, still a significant number of days since an accident? Oh, yeah. It's okay. been a long. Okay. I can't even remember the last one. 
That's why you have the sign. It is a good thing. It's a great thing. thing. But that's what he's written on the sign now. Can't even remember. (laughs) But I'm not. But I'm also doing shows six nights a week, so I can't eat as crazy as I used to. There's no fucking around when he's doing his show. Well, I mean, he's like old Downey. You know, he dumps the heroin when uh, he. Plus, well, so you show. don't want to have a brownout during the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I stay clean. In that, in that unitard, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, that unitard has nothing. There's nothing between my it. sphincter and the audience except the thinnest bit of red spandex. That's it. That's it. There's no back protection. I've got a dance belt that covers the schlong, and everything in the in the in the rear zone is open field. Um, That'd be anyway, a memorable show. It's a, it's a, there is even a cord to the split the sound. Thing if that happened, people would be like, "What is going on? Is this part of the show?" <laughs> no, it's not part of the show. I poop myself. I poop myself. I'll give you your money back. Oh! Someone played the brown noise. The thing is, though, you could sell that as part of the show. With the no one would be the wise. Yeah, I was oh, gonna say, don't give it up. People would be the wiser. <laughs> Once the smell, the smell would would tip them off. The smell and everybody when barfing when you're cold. When you're cold. <laughs> Classmates are like, oh, oh, that's not part of the show. Oh, it burns. Do you provide rain jackets for the people in the front row? Splash on. Even the come, no, no, no. I come out into the audience and lick the corn off their face. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Even the no. voiceover is retching. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hold still, lady. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to clean it up. Blah, 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 blah. I'm so sorry for what I did. I'm a dirty boy. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> Got the Gallagher splash <laughs> shields in the front rows. <laughs> Uh, yeah, who needs watermelon? Uh, not you. Anyway, so I'm able to contain it. I'm like, it's all good. It's no problem. But what I wasn't able to contain was my desire for a big fig version of the Batfleck figure. Ah. I bought one. I broke down. And big fig, how tall? 19 inches-ish. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's got seven points of articulation. He's very oh. movable. You press a button, he's like, let's see if you bleed. No noise, oh. <laughs> no sound, but he looks really, really cool. And it's the one in the full armor, oh. the heavy mm. armor. And he's got a really nice cloth cape, and he's really big. And so I was like, all right, all right, I'm doing it, dude. I'm getting you. All right. I'm the only one in the room when you said Big Fig who immediately went to the Big Fig Newton commercial. <laughs> yes, you it's are. It's not now. a cookie, mother. It's a Fig Newton. When it's did that come out? Fig. 70s, 60s, what? I think it might have been Charles Nelson Riley as a. What the happened big fig to the Newton. Fig Newtons? Why aren't they as popular as they were? They were big for a minute. I think they just got to the point where they kind of gross. They, they don't have to advertise anymore. Yeah, that that you either like them or you don't. They know they have this percentage they're going to sell. How do they market? It, it's still. like Necco wafers. I'm, I'm not sure, sure if they you're do. nuts enough to eat a Necco wafer. You know where they are. I used to love the Raspberry Newtons. Those were so good. I think it's one of those things that people who buy Fig Newtons always buy Fig Newtons, so they always count on that percentage. Of course, as they die off, that goes down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Andy, oh jeez, <laughs> it's oh jeez. Time for a new Fig Newton uh, commercial onslaught. Yes, this is the this is the moment. Yes, I can I can see you in the millennials with Fig Newtons. I can see you in the big Charles Nelson Fig suit. Not your father's Fig Newton. <laughs> That's probably. look at me. I'm a big Fig Newton. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> not your father's Fig Newton. I'll take that. Trademark that. We've got it figured out. You've got it, uh, Matt. It's all dude, yours. Actually, actually, the it's it's all Matt King's fault. That's why you can't find Fig Newtons. Oh, right. Yeah. This is why. Is he a fan? You, you haven't seen the show, I guess. He has a trick. Fig, Fig Newtons are a very important part of his act. Of, of Matt King's show? Yeah. I have not seen yeah. it. Nor, nor has most of our listeners, so you I don't know what you're talking about. You need about. to see it. <laughs> if you come to Vegas, see Matt King. He's one of the best magic shows yeah. in town. 
What did you do this week, gentlemen? I watched Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer? Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. I see, and, I see it's your, hard to please you. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm waiting for okay. Paul's comment, but his mouth is full. Yeah, this is, the, this, yeah. This is your moment. <laughs> That's all right. right. No, no, Get I just take advantage. I, I did enjoy it. I uh, I, I did uh, spo- slight spoiler alert for a three-year-old movie. I, I kind of saw it coming that, uh, you know, wow, they're really cutting down the population on this train as they, as they move their way through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give give me the basic idea of what Snowpiercer is. Oh, it's a it's a it's after the we we've had global cooling that's uh, turned the whole Earth into a snowy wasteland, and there's a train that takes a year to drive around the Earth. It's and it's circuitous route going around the whole Earth, and the richest people live in the front, and the uh, poor unwashed slobs live in the back, and there's a Revolt by the poor unwashed slobs from the back of the train to the front of the train. And this is the last of humanity yes, all uh, on this train? Everybody, well, is, all the last of humanity is on the train. That they know of. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll just say, yeah. Yeah. And the poor are crammed in the back, whereas as you move forward in the train, there's more and more space. Okay. Yep. All right. And the poor are led by John Hurt and Captain America. Right. Yes. What, <laughs> what fuels this train? Uh, it, the What the hell is it called? There's well, there's some that, fancy that name for the be, engine. Yeah, but that would also be one of the uh, spoilers that you don't want to give. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Soiling so you enjoyed the Perpetual Train movie. Yeah, it was fun. All right. What else did you guys? I what mainlined I all of um, House of Cards season four. Wow, Damn, still good. Uh, better than season three. Okay. Uh, still, still a lot of talky. Still a lot of heady, but some fun stuff. It, everything is coming to the chickens are coming home to roost. Don't spoil it. I've only got. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil anything. It's just. It's getting that. I. I can't see them going past season five. Probably interesting. I saw that cute math equation about this season. The fact that it's season four. Uh-huh. There's four suits in a deck. There's thirteen episodes each season. Yeah. Uh, there's thirteen cards for each suit, and there are a total of fifty. But 54 cards? 52. 52, 52 cards? 52. And 52 episodes thus far. So therefore, a deck of cards is the full fourth season. Oh. <laughs> if you add them all together. Interesting. Right. Yeah, no, just cute numbers. 52 plus the two jokers if you want to get weird on it. Ah, and instructions. Gotta remember the ah, Thank you for the instructions. Ah. That just that keeps it, that wraps it all together. Can you yes. imagine sitting at a poker table here in, in Vegas and getting dealt the instruction <laughs> card? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to say anything. It's like, fuck. Somebody, all the cool guys know what this card does. And I don't know what the whole does. Who else has how to play gin rummy? <laughs> Am I high card here or low? That's got to be an automatic win. I think so. All right, House of Cards season four. You like it? It's depressing as fuck, though. Of course it is. House of Cards. Why? I uh, finished Flash season one. Oh, good. Ah. And. It's all right. The universe. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I love it. More hate for DC shit. No, it's not hate. It's just... <laughs> um, he likes Arrow better than Flash. Right. So do I. And um, yeah. Flash is fun, but uh, it's it's kind of over... It, that season kind of overdid the whole, you know... And Arrow actually went through this, too, the whole... Tell everybody the identity except for one person, and it's really just can't tell that one person. And oh, right. you know, and uh, that, and it's actually towards the end there. It was a lot of plots were moving forward on somebody doing something stupid, and <clears throat> it's just 
it, it, there, there are a couple things I'm like, really, guys? Oh, Jesus. And have you finished it, Andy? Season yeah, one? that season ends with a huge cliffhanger, right? Yeah, it ends yeah. with a cliffhanger. And what the, de- the big decision in that, in that final episode was really strange to me, too. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I'm, but I'm, I'm still, you know, I like seeing... Just weird choices. It is. And a lot of plausible deniability, suspension of disbelief required to let a lot of these uh, little yeah. things go. You know. I, dude, I know. I watched a lot of Arrow. <laughs> Half asleep. I may be, but I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. And it is all that same shit. The problem shit with like, your reviews are you're half asleep, so you're probably like remembering part of your dream. Yeah. And then what the show actually happened. And he, He's seen less than half of each episode. Yeah. Doesn't know why now, Ted Cruz Arrow, keeps making appearances. You know, Arrow's got martial arts. It's got swords and arrows and shit. So I can just sit back and enjoy all that. Uh, Flash doesn't have that. But Flash does have some fun characters and stuff. But mm-hmm. there's just... Some of the some of the stuff that they're writing, I'm just oh, really. So, is there a uh, Felicity type character on Flash? No, um, Felicity. How? What is Felicity? She's a, a the, uh, no, no, no. I know who Felicity oh. is. I mean, what does he mean by Felicity? Smoking hot, smoking hot. Mm. That's a no. Yeah. <laughs> more, more of Velma hot. Huh? More of Velma hot. There's a Velma the, hot on the, the Flash? The, the yeah. Oh, well, that no. might do it for me even more. There, there, are, there, are, two, there are two hot chicks on there. Um, Iris and Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin is the science girl. And uh, Iris is, uh, well, Iris West. Um, the twist on oh, the whole West. West connection, who the Wests yeah. are and everything is actually cool and stuff. But, um, you know, um, and... Felicity shows up periodically. She keeps popping up. They have tons spoiler. Of, they have tons of. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, she's crossovers. alive. Duh. <laughs> um, tons of crossovers with uh, Arrow, Arrow mm-hmm. and with Adam. There's you can already see them setting up Legends of Tomorrow. Is that the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you watch that yet? I I, I can't. Yeah, I don't, we don't, I don't have, have TV. The- so I'm He's watching. You can download the CW app on your Xbox and watch it for free. No, but, I mean, but hey, you don't have why? It on Hulu? Yeah. Is there a CW app? Because I checked yep. out Hulu and found out that CW does rolling five-episode releases on Hulu. What? Fuck yep. Hulu. Fuck CW. No, no, no. Fuck oh, all of Yes, they do. It is. No, 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 no. Yeah, they all do. The, but all... Oh, really? Yeah. It depends on the season. I was looking for... Because I seriously, when I finished season one, I'm like... Uh, you know what? I actually might pay for Hulu and I'll I'll Kristen. start watching season two of Flash. No, 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 no. Wait, is season two on? Save your money. There's an app called Showbox, and I'll blow your mind after the show. Okay. He's gonna show you his box after the show. Yes, oh, I'm gonna show yeah. you my box. Isn't uh, and he's blowing mine. <laughs> Extra video content. Isn't season two on uh, Netflix? Canadian no. Cooch. No. Huh. Coming up. <laughs> up for a couple months yet. Huh. Yeah, I know. I'm, season two I'm of Flash isn't over yet. Oh, okay. Hasn't even been released on DVD. That, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm getting kind of cranky here. It's like, I can hardly wait for Daredevil next week. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it is next week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet sauce. (laughs) Game of Thrones is coming on DVD next week. Whatever. Because I haven't seen season five. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. So I went and saw a garbage movie called Gods of Egypt. You that saw God's no, I, I didn't pay for it. I didn't pay, pay for it. I was going to say, why it. would you do that? Streamed it. You streamed it. And I want my money back, even though I didn't spend anything. <laughs> Wait, you're saying this epic movie didn't look good on your phone? Thank you. Oh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Headphone drop. Of course, drop. anything besides Gods of Egypt. Maybe a stronger <laughs> argument. Right, right. But 
But yeah, man, posted stamp theater. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't get behind watching a show yeah, on a just phone. Just wait till he gets the uh, the the wrist watch extension, and he watches it on a screen the size of his wrist. Mm. Man, what this movie, movie sucks. A terrible movie for you. Yeah, I feel for anyone who went to the theater and saw that. I, I feel don't think for anybody. It, did did well, they? That seems to be yeah. the case. Yeah, no. It, uh, but at yeah. the same time, you, you you smell a rat when they release a big action picture in February. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, except why for they keep Deadpool. doing Egyptian movies <laughs> with no with Egyptian cast, white dudes, <laughs> and it's biblical shit, and it's half biblical, half science fiction. Which I mean, it's all science fiction. But <laughs> was that uh, last week tonight no, with fiction. John Oliver, where they talked about that the the whitewashing of Hollywood? I'm sure it's, it was. I'm sure he's done that. Uh, anyway, we saw an episode it, of yeah, yeah. It was like one it was of the, something one of the like that. They were talking movie. about is like. Why would an Egyptian be played by a Scotsman? <laughs> anyone, right. anyone know Egyptian mythology here? Like, yes, really some well? light. Yes. Yeah. Ra's in this movie. Okay, okay. He battles a demon called Apophis. Apophis. Yes. Apophis. Okay, so that is true then. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I didn't know. I was oh. like, who the fuck? Oh, so he's, got, he's See, ready to slam now, it down. Now the movie's totally different. Now he loves it. Now he's like, oh, okay. No, 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 they no. They're still right. a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, okay, <but laughs> meow. I mean, what are the other? Actioners of this kind that they, that got released in February, the sequel to Three Hundred, right? I think that came out around that time. Uh, I Frankenstein came out around uh, that time. Um, All the ones that when you look uh, at it and go, uh, that comes well, out in February. But also, oh, as I go. said a minute ago, Deadpool. Yeah, but that that was deliberate. That's not a huge budget movie either. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. an exception. Deadpool that did not the spend rule. as much money as uh, no nowhere near Gods of Egypt. I'm sure one eighty, hundred eighty million or something. Two. Is it Gods of Egypt? Yeah, Gods of Egypt. Barf. Yeah. Who cares? Gods of Egypt. Damn it. You want to enjoy a Egypt thing, play that new... Stargate. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I said enjoy. You... you, play, you barf. You, uh, Wait, that's right. That you new, like Stargate. Play that you, new Lord. You do remember Apophis from Stargate? Temple of Osiris. They... Okay, I knew Apophis, but oh I was boy. thinking to myself, like, did they... Because they say Apophis in the movie. I'm like, that's not... You say Apophis, and I say Apophis. You say Pharaoh, I say Pharaoh. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Apophis, Apophis. Let's build the pyramids. I can't follow. Hey, has anyone else, aside from Maple Leaf, seen The Revenant? No, I haven't yet. Because I mean, it won all the it won the big the big awards, and my brother saw it. And my brother's a film buff, and he was like, this is a cinematically beautiful movie. That's, I've heard that. He said, you really need to see it on the big screen. How did it look oh, on the so phone? So you better download it. <laughs> I went to the theater. I oh, went to okay. the theater. Okay. <laughs> I check out the films at the cinema. No, Andy, All right. remember? <clears throat> Maple Leaf said that Revenant, the bear scene, was so harsh... Paulette turned her head away. Whoa, I missed that. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. When really? If, Paul, yes. if, if killing, torturing, no prisoners taken, Paulette turns her head away, that is a gruesome-ass scene. It's intense. Now, is that just because she didn't have the knife in her hands? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the do, sauce is for the chicken. It's my wife, do everybody. They, that's not sauce. a piece of chicken. Do they then uh, follow it up with bare necessities? Look, <laughs> <laughs> Look for those bare necessities. Someone needs to. Who is your messiah once that now? Comes out the what do you call? It and version. he takes off in a plane. Uh, <laughs> remake it. Oh, Baloo! Oh yeah, Baloo! Yes. Somebody, somebody, when Jungle Book comes doing, out, uh, Tails. 
What's it well, called? Tailspin. Tailspin. Tailspin, yeah. Well, we just got to have one of our mashup people <laughs> grab, yeah. grab a hold of the bear attack scene right. from and Revenant bear and on. put it to bear necessities. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Did you guys <laughs> see that? for the bear necessities. Speaking of live action Jungle Book, did you guys see that they're redoing Pete's Dragon? Live yeah. Action yeah. I've seen the I was posters. not impressed. You I saw it? Not, I, no, I was not like yet, the, the trailer. Okay. But the, I, the dragon looks like one of the dragons it from looks like How a, to Train a Your Dragon. It dragon dragon, not yeah. like a... Not like, not like, like a cartoon, cartoon dragon. Right, they're not doing a cartoon. Yeah. Because that, that, that was like what was cool about Pete's Dragon yeah. was that it was a mishmash of cartoon and yeah. live yes. action. Yeah. That was where, one of my favorite movies. Where that was a gimmick. And now it's mismatch CG and live action, which happens all the time and no one cares. That movie weirded me out. It was, I loved it. In fact, I actually had, a, like my grandmother made this really awesome stuffed version of the dragon oh, and it nice. looked exactly like it it was oh, really awesome sweet. sweet that was nice although right. you midwest boys and that was sweet. soupy sales right no charlie callis charlie callis sorry yes i can i saw it Met him i can't remember anything about Pete's dragon it was harvey with dragon costume i have costume. no idea what you guys are talking about it's uh, what's his yeah. name uh, uh, uh boy. oh boy ready <laughs> well the thing that always got me was mickey rooney and Mickey Rooney, yes. Going crazy, and everybody's singing about Passamaquoddy. Passamaquoddy. I remember that. That was the town. Okay. Yeah. It was. I needed that even That's to explain right. to me. Uh, it's a musical. It's a musical. I still have no idea what I don't even remember that. But it's also, it also is basically the template for Big Bird's relationship with Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. It's basically yeah. Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Ghostbusters trailer? Yeah. Yes. I'm avoiding it. I'm garbage. Avoiding it too. I didn't think it was garbage. I didn't think so either. I thought it was the same mood as the original Ghostbusters uh, trailer. I liked it better when somebody cut out the slapstick. I mm-hmm. saw yes. that edit. Somebody edited all the somebody slapstick out and put just a Ghostbusters theme behind it. And it looked great. Okay. Uh, the slapstick, it might work within what's happening in the scenes, mm-hmm. but it didn't work with what's happening in the trailer. Stooges-y. It just it just jarring. felt kind of, yeah, jarring and kind of forced. And all the ghosts um, look too nice? Or? I don't know. The ghosts, I think, look great. Yeah. I, I'm still excited about the movie. I very much am. In I fact, it got me a little more than. The toy convention, the big New York toy con. Okay had toys on display. And what worried me the most was it looked like with the Ghostbusters movies toys, one of the ghosts that they had to fight, and this could be a huge spoiler, so heads up. Fast forward if you want it, don't want this spoiled. How do I fast forward my ears? Well you go outside the door. What I what I what oh, I, I know that trick. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I'm afraid the, the big boss is the ghost from the Ghostbuster symbol. Hmm. What a spoiler. Okay. Uh, okay. Isn't that weird? Not, it's it's, it's I, weird. Uh, I mean, speculative, and that could know. be just a toy version of Maybe. that as a basic idea. Maybe. I could see somebody going for that. So so who knows? Yeah, but no I, one the, really does yet except those who work But the trailer did actually make me want to see it more, and... and yeah, I, I love those characters. I love the what, what you can see of the chemistry in the characters. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So, was that you, Kirsten, that posted on Facebook the link to the Entertainment we or the Hollywood Reporter article with Ernie Hudson? Yeah. Talking about uh, yeah. 
the original part for Winston. Winston, wow, that was so like, fucking I didn't weird, see that. Man. What was it? That was actually a bit of a heartbreaking story. Well, a he story was talking short, about yeah. how sure. he, he kind of has a complicated relationship or memory with the movie. Because when he first got the script and said yes, Winston was a major in the Air Force. And like it like, was almost like, like yeah. Supernatural Project Blue Book. He was, he was in on this stuff, and he understood it and everything. And you know that, that character was what was part of the team. And he said literally, like, the day before shooting or something, he came in, got the new script, and he was totally different. I'll do anything so long as it's got a paycheck. And Yeah, they he, turned him into the everyman. He was shocked and stu- He was totally like, oh, Jesus. And he's, like, uh, talking to, uh, what was it, Reitman? Yeah, and, Ivan Reitman. Yeah, and he's, he's just like, can we do something? What's going on? Why did this? And he was, like, out of my hands. They want an everyman character, blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, they blah. said, well, the studio felt we have Bill Murray, so we should have Bill Murray do Bill Murray things. That and- movie went through so many changes. Yeah, uh, if you can it really find did. it, there is a fantastic book out there. It's an annotated screenplay of Ghostbusters and the making of. It's filled with fantastic pictures behind the scenes, but it talks about the other variations that was going to be Ghostbusters before all the changes and talking about them going into hell and all this other stuff just wasn't there it wasn't originally written to take place in the future or something too I don't remember that but if you can find this book it's terrific so Ghostbusters fans that's what you want so that was it was interesting it was an interesting article it was very interesting but that goes to show you that's the process that's the alchemy of filmmaking and you get you go through all that stuff for good or bad, mm-hmm. but the final recipe ends up being legendary. Yeah, he agreed that it worked. I mean, he was like, it worked, and you know, it played, and it, uh, you know, so right. he's he's proud of that aspect yeah. of it. But it was not to uh, say it couldn't have worked without with the other thing either. But yeah, you never know. It is. It's so much just a weird chemical reaction. Well, gentlemen, since we skipped emails last week, I, we've got a bunch. So let's, oh. let's let's fire through some. Here we go. Uh, greetings, gentlemen. Again, who? Ever since I started listening to this show, I found myself dipping into sci-fi books. Ever since I heard Paul suck off the stars, my destination. <laughs> my local library has an original copy of the book. Oh wow! When it was titled Tiger Tiger. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, that's the original title. I'm currently halfway through David Brin's The Postman and find it very different from the Kevin Costner-led film of the 90s. Of course. Yes, very much so. I was curious if there were any other older genre books out there that deserve discovery that anyone could recommend. Thank you for your time. Sean Darty. P.S. Master Torgo, how is it that you just seem to consume books at a rate that mere mortals could always strive for? It's true. <laughs> you read like yeah. a book. I finally got to a little bit of reading this week. This last week and a half, I've read... Uh, almost the first three vo- volumes of The Wicked and the Damned, which is awesome. Awesome. My tell, new, what's, tell, do you know this tell, book? Talk to, talk to me about Oh, this. you've got to get this. Every 90 years, 12 gods are reincarnated as young people. They live for about two years, then they die. And they're going through the cycle again. And it's fascinating. I thought it was the Wicked and the Divine. It is the Wicked and the Divine. I'm sorry. Did I say Wicked and the Damned? Mic drop. Yeah. Uh, just, Damn. Uh, and this is a comic. I had right? to look it up yes. to make sure because I was like, novel. Um, Wicked you, and the check? Divine. Yeah. It's your your area of expertise. Uh, it's awesome. So we're in current times. So as these gods appear now, they are pop stars, uh, Facebook icons, you know, 
movie moguls, that kind of thing. And it's just really cool. And there's all this, of course, intrigue between them all because they're all going to die. And they're all on a set timetable, so they act a little bit rashly because they only have two years to live. And, and the new ones keep popping up, and it's just—it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and just—it's—it's it's really heady. It gets away from you real fast if you're not careful, but it's good. It's a good—a mm. good read. Quite intrigued. It's a good read. All right, I want to hear—I want to hear Kay's answer because he has the right answer. I was gonna say that seems like. Uh... A question for Commander K, for sure. Old science fiction, um, <clears throat> I would say Robert A. Heinlein's Moon is a Harsh Mistress. I would say, uh, actually, it's not, co- well, it's a little it's a little young, old, but Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is actually yep. an interesting read after you've seen Blade Runner and see the differences, the total and complete differences between movie and book. Um, And then probably my favorite science fiction book is Lord of Light by Roger Zelazny, which is absolutely fantastic and one of my absolute favorites. Totally. Sorry, there's snakes in here. (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, Snakes on a couch. This isn't terribly old. But it's 80s, so I guess that qualifies. Sure. Late 80s. Sure, my college years. Yeah. One of my favorite science fiction books, Fool's Company. You ever oh, read Fool's Company? Right? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, uh, it's a story of a billionaire who decides he's going to be an army guy and raises his own army with his multi billions. And it's just really funny stuff, well written. Yeah. There's a couple of there's Fool's Company, Fool's Gold. Yeah, that's a series. Yeah, there's there's a couple of them, but uh, Fool's Company. Read that one if you like that. There you go. But uh, as far as uh, science fiction with a really good sense of humor, yeah, I like that. Series. Did he say specifically science fiction or anything? Well, that's that's what he's been reading. Okay. And and for those out there that haven't read David Brin's The Postman, yeah, ignore the movie. The movie's not mm. great. The book is fantastic. I'm a sucker for anything Asimov. So okay, sure. yeah. I think uh, I brought it up before, but um, uh, the ship who sings Anne McCaffrey. Oh. It, it's I don't remember. I can't, it's been so long since I've read it. I don't know if it's just I hit it at the right time, but it, it really stuck on my head as being an interesting book. Uh, I really enjoyed Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End. It's mm. such an unusual book compared to what yeah. I usually read. It was got all jarring mm-hmm. in how different it was, but it went to subjects that really went outside of my normal comfort zone. I really enjoyed that. Right. Um, and I haven't read a bad Ray Bradbury short story that I can think of. Okay. And those you can just go through those like popcorn. Speaking of Arthur C. Clarke, uh, definitely read the novel adept, or the novel uh, versions of 2001 and 2010. Ah. Those are completely different books from the films. Weren't those being the, written? There's a lot of similarities. The first book was written simultaneously with the script of the film but there's enough differences that it's it's a different story and then 2010 is way different than the film and I mean, Sean, it's not even remotely the same Sean one other suggestion I'll make if you're not already on it uh, there's an app out there called Goodreads mm-hmm. and it's very good at suggesting books based on what you have read and plus you can connect with the other friends that might read similar things find out what they thought 
and even authors and such. So I, I recommend that. It's a free app. So that's a good way of finding new books. Speaking of your consumption of books, do you have like a library somewhere? Because I just looked around. Where do you keep all <laughs> his books? He's got a like bunch a, of books. He's, oh. a, he's a Kindle reader a lot too. He, that, that, my, that's, that's a funny thing. Like he was able to share his Kindle library with me on my Kindle app and it started downloading and the list just kept going and going. My Kindle and currently going. has about 354 books on it. There you go. <laughs> so it's, it's, wow. You know the problem that you have with Steam and Steam sales? <laughs> okay. That's yeah. how you get Kindle books. All right. Yeah. So it's I bought Arthur yeah. C, I bought like five Arthur C. Clarke books for like two bucks each. Yeah, I'll get that I'll get that note on my phone. It'll just be like Kindle sale today, ninety nine cents and you know, just boom 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 and Yeah, and if and for those of that who are Kindling, I want Ron to remind you and thank you, Elizabeth, for reminding me of this. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Paul Tremblay's book, Head Full of Ghosts. I think is that just phone? Yeah. Yes, that was that okay. was an accident. I was trying to fix something here, and I <laughs> realized <laughs> phone doorbell. The speaker was off. Uh, Paul Tremblay's book, Head Full of Ghosts, all this month is on sale on Kindle for dollar ninety nine. One of my favorite reads of last year. The top three easily. So go for that. And speaking of cheap books, uh, Humble Bundle. You know, we brought that yes, up. Yes, they bundle. have the Humble Book Bundle. Uh, they have a split bundle. Uh, this week for two days uh, there's you can buy all these comic books based on the Pathfinder um, uh, role-playing game system yeah mm-hmm. or for the next seven days you can actually buy the Pathfinder role-playing game system I think it's seventeen dollars gets you the core book all the other hardback quote-unquote books uh, a total of 40 books when it comes down to it Nice. So Yikes. everything you'd probably ever want for Pathfinder. How much? Um, right now, the average, and if you pay the average, you get all the tiers, $17. And if you buy the regular core book on its own in hardback, it's 60 So, <laughs> Okay, yeah. So if you're into yeah. RPGs and Pathfinder, the classic D&D 3.5 style. I still just don't know how to feel about all this not... I need my books, man. I mean, just, physical. Yeah. I get it. I, I just bought bunch. the Eltingville uh, collection. Dorkin oh, just came out nice. with the Eltingville Club collection. Yes. It just came to me in the mail, and I'm just so thrilled to have physical. And I've got it all in the single issues, but... There's now, something to be said for physical, but also the portability of being able to take that huge library with you. Yeah, is, I know. And, and you asked the question, you know, how do I read so much? Honestly, I never read this much until I got my Kindle. Okay. And I read an hour before I go to work every day, at least. And mm-hmm. so I usually read when I go to bed, and that Kindle's there with a the backlight, so I don't have to worry about lighting it and so on. I just fall asleep, just let it drop. It's Well, that and the fact that you're not on Facebook. And I don't go on Facebook. Right. That helps. That, although, that'll although, save you three hours a day. <laughs> although although now and then, Twitter fights. So Okay. Yeah, the Pathfinder books. Who do you fight on Twitter? No, no, no. I, I fight Twitter <laughs> versus reading books. Oh, I'm a nice say, guy. I'm I was gonna fight. say, hey, you ain't going on, I, going on Twitter to fight. No, the, who the fuck fights on Twitter? I'm a friendly yawn. fellow. But oh, with the um, oh, I know, I you. know. But yawn. <laughs> with the Pathfinder books, can you search them? Is it easier to like go through the rules or find some specific weird thing you're it's trying to PDFs. find about the rules? It's literally, yeah, they'll, it's they'll, literally scanned. But, but but can you search it? I don't know. I There's tried. a specific path you'll need to find. Generally, yes. Generally. They, they may not be heavily indexed or annotated, but like if you do simple a simple like search function and stuff, and it'll be it'll have the chapter breaks and all that stuff in the PDFs. So. He's just looking for werewolf titties. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. I can draw those. So there you go, Sean. I can draw those. <laughs> there you go. I can draw That's those. That's Andy's ultimate comeback for anything. Yeah. I can draw that. <laughs> Fuck. Actually, my friend Jason Ecker did a really funny drawing of werewolf puppies one time, and there are all these little half puppy, half puppy, half human things that were incredibly cute, but there was there was nursing in it. I can't remember that. <laughs> so, well, I've seen werewolf titties already. His favorite part. <laughs> Six or eight of them? Yeah. Werewolf titties. Oh. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Why haven't we had that yet? The werewolf <laughs> titty movie. I think it's happened. Because you haven't written it. Okay. Because you have him biting what? the werewolf's balls as opposed yeah. to the... <laughs> biting the werewolf. Boy, that's a funny song. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> the song is so Did funny. you see that uh, Tom had, it was Thomas had, right, that found that found the uh, your dwarf that uh, eats, eats and, and poops? poops. Yeah, I listened. Yeah, that's to, a funny I listened too. to that little segment, and I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> I'm the dwarf who eats and poops. Yep. And then tickle with a feather, and a tree comes out. A tree comes dancing out. That's, that's oh, oh, the good old days. <laughs> as opposed to now. Well, as Billy Joel once said, the good old days weren't always good. <laughs> it's very different. I know we've traded dwarf that poops and. Eats eats the poop and, eats and poops and Ludmilla. <laughs> we got no, Ludmilla in return. We really trade the dwarf that eats and poops for intense descriptions of of Paul's intestinal track. Oh, that's been a his, while. His, that yeah. was nothing. That was his, that the was the beginning of the track. show. Yeah, but I didn't give you the lowdown. No, <laughs> no, no. Paul has an intestinal track. That's yeah, what intentional. <laughs> it's definitely intentional. intentional. It's an no intentional. exit is here. My it's intentional track. <laughs> if only it wasn't. It doesn't have good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have a bad intentional it's track. It's been thirty days since we had any intentions whatsoever. <laughs> uh, next email. After listening to the complete list of greats and failures of Paul's characters and whatnot. I am curious. I'm not sure it's complete, but yeah. uh, This, I think, is regarding (laughs) the the show idea we were talking about. I'm curious as to where you'd like to take the show. Would you like to take it into more of a comic book, uh, ask TV show, something similar to Marvel Kills It's Franchise, or would you actually like to see it as a cartoon? Perhaps a side-scroller fighting game. I'm curious exactly what you'd like me to do Uh. since it's now in my hand. Pat S. (laughs) (laughs) A Street Fighter-style fighting game would be I funny. I love Street Fighter-style fighting game with Paul's characters. That is my ultimate <laughs> favorite. I thought he said side-scrolling, so like well, Dragon Ball. He like, might say, he, might, he did say Double that. Dragon or something. I like this better. There you go. And plus, it, it's it's good homage, because Paul loves fighting games. I do. So mm-hmm. Finish him. Better. You're going to give me that one. <laughs> the Jockter versus Rasta Banana. <laughs> I mean, tickle with a feather. Well, that's, that's, a hell, that's a hell of a move to pull off. <laughs> no, Mr. Game of Thrones versus the dwarf that eats and poops. <laughs> so it's come to this. <laughs> I'm the dwarf that eats and poops. I eat and then I poop. And a treat comes dancing out. Tickle my bum with a feather and a treat comes dancing out. I would never tickle your bum with a feather. I'm Mr. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm going to hit you in the face because I can reach you as we're the same size. I want this game. Oh, now I've pooped. <laughs> you hit me. <laughs> Necropsy's finishing move. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. He was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All are guilty. <laughs> what is it? Is it? All are guilty. All are gui- some, are... Some, some must pay. All are guilty. Some must pay. <laughs> and at some random moment, like sort of like the the flying saucer in Space Invaders, coming out of nowhere, Vagitax. <laughs> oh, hooray! Speaking of which, Karsten, look, oh, no. look, there's the Vagitax sign. You see it? Yeah, big old puss lips in the sky. <laughs> it's Vagitac. Hello, Vagitac, savior of the city. What's so funny, Vagitac? Did you hear a good joke? Vagitac, you're awfully quiet. <laughs> I worry about you sometimes, Vagitac. Vagitac, the bank got robbed. What are you going to do? Vagitac? Oh, you are the city's silent protector. <laughs> now you're giggling again. Why is it so funny, Vagitac? I told you the list wasn't complete. <laughs> the silent sentry of justice. That's because it's not one of Paul's characters. What? What's going on? What about Paul's characters? Vagitac speaks. Vagitac's nemesis. Vagitac's nemesis. Okay. Are you your own nemesis, Vagitac? <laughs> are you fake Vagitac who is quiet? Oh, man. Oh, you're a man? <laughs> this Vagitac is a man. That makes sense. This is polar opposite. God. Is it a man Bizarro or a Vagitac. Bizarro. Bizarro. It is Bizarro. him. Bizarro. It's him. It's Bizarro Vagitac. Gross. Gross. It's inside out. I didn't see it up close. <laughs> Look at it. Ooh. Oh, God. I bet you stick to everything. <laughs> That's a civilian identity. Prolapse? Oh. 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 Peter Prolapse. <laughs> Peter, Peter Prolapse. Peter Prolapse. Mild mannered sewer cleaner. Oh, man. I don't know. I kind of weigh it just sort of dangled over mild mannered. <laughs> yeah. He's mild mannered. Yeah, mild mannered guy. <laughs> Peter Prolapse. Oh, I'd like a coffee. <laughs> I'd like my lunch back, you fuck. <laughs> Don't come in here looking like that. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're inside out, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. It's just my appearance. I'm Peter Prolapse. Uh, my butthole turned inside out one day. And now it's a Peter. And now it's, it's a Peter. It is. That part sticks out a little funny and everything else is, yeah. That part's kind of like a oh, Audi belly yeah. button. Yeah. 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 Peter Prolapse. Sorry. Ooh, that's the Prolapse Mobile. It's an Audi. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, my uh, Audi. Which reminds everybody, uh, happy International Women's Day. There you go. Uh, <laughs> celebrate accordingly. No. Magitech says celebrate Women's Day. Oh, boy. From Geek Shock, ladies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or as Andy would say, Sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. 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 Okay. Uh, next email. Oh, okay. Are you guys sure that Gaming Mill isn't just some character created by Paul? <laughs> it's an no, old- no, it's too well rounded. There's <laughs> <laughs> a point. There's a point. It's an elaborate hoax to rename the show. Paul is obviously some evil mastermind who plays the long game. Fake, <laughs> fake email accounts, Twitter accounts, and Facebook accounts. Either Gaming Mill is made up, or if he is real Paul, real Paul must have some heavy blackmail material on this poor guy. 
Either way, we must get down to the bottom of this dark conspiracy, Cthulhu Collector. And P.S. Yes, I am trying to collect them all. At last count, I have over 40 different Cthulhus. I really need to. Nice. nice. Cool. Um, Pictures. If you know anything about me, I do not play the long game. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're, you're ascribing much too much focus to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It takes much more than 10 minutes. I'm his, out. His, his, <laughs> his, <laughs> his ADD Sorry, doesn't Ann. allow him yeah. to. If uh, Paul wanted it to be the Paul show, he would have said that a was a great time. title a long time ago, and that would have been it. Yep. Dear the Paul show. <laughs> Today, for the first time in about 20 years, I have an, an undetermined vintage, just like my imaginary wife. I had to use public transport. The transport in question, a bus. The reason for this is because my car is off the road due to breakdown, and I am quite, quite poor right now due to me losing my job because of my name. I can honestly say that my ex-boss is clearly a buffoon of gimboidish nature supreme. Anyway. Gimboid again. <laughs> Gimboid. I love that fucking word. Whilst on my hour and a half journey... It would only take 15 minutes in my car. There were some youngsters sitting on the back seat of the bus beside me. I kept hearing them giggling and laughing and belching quite loudly. I couldn't quite understand what was so funny, so I turned around and asked them, What's so funny, lads? One replied, It's Daft Jamie here, one of them said, pointing to Daft Jamie, apparently. He's gone and taken the record. What record, I queried. The record, you know, the record. I was still none the wiser as to what he meant, so I asked, Record? I don't understand. Jaff Jamie replied, I've got the record for winning seven times in a row now. Huh. What game? I was puzzled. I've won Eggy Fart Breath seven times in a row, squashing Pink Kelly's record by two games. He's had the record now for nearly two years. Eggy Fart Breath? Eggy Fart Breath. I grimaced quite openly, especially when I realized the vile smell that was permeating my olfactory sense, and I moved to another seat closer to the front. When the bus stopped at the next stop, I actually got off, waited nearly an hour and for another bus because I swore the stench was throughout the entire bus. Public transport is shite. Well, it is in England anyway, so don't catch a bus here when the Paul Show goes touring across the United Kingdom. Oh, no, it's, it's pretty much shite everywhere. <laughs> Are buses that bad in the U.S. of states? When I lived in Georgia, I only have caught taxis and lifts from my imaginary mother-in-law, so I don't personally know. Kind regards from your favorite Paul monkey, Gaming Mill. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, it, when he said eggy fart breath, it, I thought that was like an Anglo-Saxon king or something. Ah. <laughs> I thought it was a delicacy because, yeah. you know. Uh, Presenting but, Lord Eggy Fart Breath, <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> he succeeded uh, <laughs> Ethelred the Unruddy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was ready. Mm. Don't you ever smell of that, didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like you, Paul's Anglo-Saxon accent. Yeah. Won't well, you get a sniff through that? I'm Lord Eggy Fartbreath. And I've got two wives. How do they do it? My stinking fucking mouth, that's how. <laughs> Bitches love it. Yes. It's like a musk. Yeah, it's a like eggy fart breath musk. All right, sir, hurry up. Come on. <laughs> Drunk on war. Right out my mouth. Drunk on war. 
Eggy fart breath is better than drunk on war ever would be. I, I might agree with that actually. It's like it's like brute. By Fabergé. By Fabergé eggy fart breath. <laughs> I can see the T-shirt now. Eggy fart breath. Bitches love it. <laughs> Bitches love my eggy fart breath. Brett. Come and get some. You gotta figure out how to spell Brett. Got, got a plate full here. Plate full of... Plate full of breath? Fart breath? You gotta find out. <laughs> it's not just that. I've got a paper plate in my trousers. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Plate full. A, a paper plate with my business on it. And I also drew a face on it. You drew Who? a face on the plate with your business. Yeah, I drew a face on a plate, and I put my junk on there. It's like the nose. Oh, okay. it's a crude drawing. It's pretty. Well, crude. I was gonna think it was like the 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 pancake art. You know when people do it pancake. like pancake art, except with a dick in it. <laughs> it's like the the little also international pancake turkey only with his junk. Ah, oh, that that yeah, yeah. when we yeah, used to trace around the bits and kibble, <laughs> and whatever's left is your face. Next email. <laughs> Hello, guys. So, I'm heading to Vegas for Wizard World, and I need some advice. Don't I'm... go. <laughs> Boom. Too late. Don't split tens. I've been to Vegas numerous times. I've had my share, <laughs> my share of great experiences, but out of all my travels out there, two things have eluded me, and yes, one of them is herpes. The other is a staple of all great con-goers. I'm talking about pizza. So, gentlemen, uh, stop looking around. I'm talking to you. I ask you, where's the best place in Vegas to get a dose of pizza power? And I don't mean Papa John's or Pizza Hut bullshit. Oh, I and since you. I never get a rental car, any place that is close to the West Gate or delivers would be great. Ooh, sorry. Uh, nothing is close, oh, to, wow. nothing wow. is close yeah. to there. West Gate. You're going to have to get a little Gate. bit of a ride, but it's not Pin that up far. Pizza. Pin up pizza. Who? Pin up. Pinup Pizza. Pizza? Hollywood, right? Yeah. I would recommend Naked City inside Moondoggies. That was that featured was on good. Guy Fieri's you cannot. Riders, Drive-Ins and Dives. I love it. Yes, but, you're, but if he's going to get there, you're going to have to drive him there because there's no way for a tourist to find that place. No, it's a, you get a, if, you, if you get a taxi and you tell him, take D.I., you can be there in five minutes from the Westgate. And he'll well, say, I don't go to that war zone. It's not that bad of a <laughs> well, neighborhood. There's, there's another. It's that bad of a neighborhood. I have the stats. I've, I've written about it. <laughs> okay. There's, okay. there's a second Naked City location right. on Paradise closer to Trop. So that'd probably be the easiest one to get. Yeah. In. And just a hair better neighborhood. Yeah. If you like a New hair. York City pizza, the uh, secret pizza in the Cosmopolitan is supposed to be real good. I don't like New York City pizza, but. Fucker. I've been to that one. It's pretty good. Yeah. You don't want to fold your But it's slices. also very expensive for right? what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah unfortunately, yeah, Westgate, it's, there's there's nothing around it. You can take the monorail, though. But you can. You, yeah, out of there. That's, yeah, that's probably monorail. your best bet. Yeah. That's expensive now. Five monorail. bucks, right? I think it's more. I heard eight. Wow. Eight. wow. Monorail. Monorail. So like not eight one way or something like $20 something. for round trip or something like that or... It's a lot like a mule with a spinning wheel. It's like thirty dollars. I went for the rest of the line. I can't remember what it is. It's crazy. It's it's Don, if anyone knows how he got it, damn sure he don't know how to use it. <laughs> we still have a lot more emails, but I'm just going to do one before we go into news. Haven't you heard about the Las Vegas monorail? How Monorail. goes it, Gleek? Gleek. Gleek, Gleek shock. Gleek shock. Gleek shock. I haven't thought of Jaina. I haven't thought of Gleeks in a while. Yeah. 
Look at Gleek. He almost killed us. <laughs> oh, Let's keep so him cute. around for one more week. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, his 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 lifetime job is to carry that goddamn <laughs> pail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pail of- Gleek, get a bucket. I'm about to turn into... Oh. <laughs> oh, Jan. Jesus. Oh, stop it. Zan, Zan, Jane, whatever your name is. Zan and Jana. Zan, Zan, get out of my coot. <laughs> Stop being such a sexy wolf girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those wolf girl titties. <laughs> just making me want to climb up the Form coot. Form of a not very sexy bird. <laughs> oh, you didn't do a good enough job there. <laughs> oh, Shape of ice wiener. No! <laughs> Stop it! So, when he becomes that bucket of water, does he ever have to go to the bathroom? Or That's what I'm. Like, this uh, is the things I'm wondering about. Does he pee in his own mouth? <laughs> Super friends. Uh, I peed in my own mouth. Gleek. International <laughs> Women's <laughs> Day episode brought to you by Geek Shot. Ah, oh, my sister keeps turning into dead, sexy animals. <laughs> I can't help how horny I get. Oh, I turn into all kinds of liquid. <laughs> Form of. Jizz! <laughs> Just a puddle of jizz! Seriously, I didn't know she was my sister. I didn't know she was my sister until I jizzed all over her. That, that does beg the question. When he turns into a liquid, if he can turn into jizz, is he potent? Can't he then get somebody pregnant? He can't turn into jizz. He can only turn into water. Just water. Water, water or ice. Okay. Yep. Did he ever do steam? I uh, think once maybe. to get out from under a door. All right. Okay. He went to be like, form a water vapor. That's a good Andy impression. Yep. <laughs> I've been very clear and concise today. You have. Except, so when, I, except when I mispronounced whatever it was. and yeah. Are you on your medication? What's happening? Intestinal. 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 Your brother's somewhere going, Jesus, Andy. You can't pronounce that word. How goes it, Geek Gladiators? Last Christmas, I bought Christmas Puss for my niece. Hooray! You're you're the best. And she absolutely loved it. (laughs) Recently, she asked me if there were more Christmas Puss books. Uh Uh-oh. Sadly, I had to tell her that for now, there was not. So I wondered if our friendly Yuletide cephalopod would ever make a return to books in a Crispapus sequel. You, you know, know, now that you say that... That, that sounds much better than doing the Sharky. It either. does, actually. <laughs> I, I, I just feel that same way. I was like, that's way better than Sharky. Because Sharky, I can't even fucking turn that thing over. That's a, just a dead in the water. Because it was just a joke. That's a right? dear sure. devil. It's a joke. Yeah, it was a joke and, on the back uh, of the book. It's not funny, and I don't want to do it. But I would happily do another Christmas Puss adventure. He says here, maybe okay. Christmas Puss ventures all out Jack Skellington style into other holidays. I would pay good money to have a series of octopus-related holiday books such as Christmas Puss 2, uh, Hala Octoween, uh, Christmas 3, Puss, Puss Giving. Okay, maybe not that. Puss Giving. <laughs> Hala Octoween. Hala Octoween. Hala back. Uh, uh, Chris, Christmas Puss 4, Octopus Day. Or even Christmas Puss 5, <laughs> Columbus Day. Uh, A.K.A. Columb- Columb- Puss versus Captain Beardy Cheese. A little throwback to one of my Captain favorite Paul Beardy characters Cheese. from ICS. What was... Th- oh, <laughs> I barely remember that shit. I have too many stupid characters that all sound like Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Considering how great the original went, I'm 100% behind, uh, behind the idea of more octopus-related children's books for your consideration, signed 
Broser the Brosarian. That's actually yeah, a really that's, good that's idea. That's a great idea. That's actually much better than... Well, to get Christmas back... Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. And if you start well, the now, question becomes... No, no, it's not me. It's the writer. I'll, if you start now, script, Andy, I'll draw. Uh, you should get it three Christmases from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many years did it take you to go it from took idea me two. to page? I mean, it took me yeah, two, basically. Like from conception. Yeah, I, I wrote it in 2011. Right. We had our first one done in 2013. Okay. Or 2014. I can't remember. <laughs> All right, let's get some news, gentlemen. News. News, news you don't give a shit about. Oh, oh man. That. Fuck that. <laughs> the Sandman film. Oh, no. That was jump-started when uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt signed on to develop, possibly star and direct. David Sandman. David Goyer. Uh, and uh, Gaiman himself joined Gordon Levitt and seemed Mr. like Gaiman. the project was finally on fast Ooh. track. What's going wrong? But the recent development shift won't come along. from the studio proper over to New Line, which is a Warner Brothers subsidiary, has apparently come with some changes to the creative direction. Gordon Levitt has decided to walk. And the studio has hired horror sequel meister Eric Heiserer. Who did Final Destination I, uh, 5. Oh, what a pedigree. And The Conjuring 2. Narf! To tackle the script. We're thinking Sandman should swear some more. Guys, maybe cut some people's heads off. You know what? That's what happens. These these are the people that get our beloved properties. Mm. This is how Mick G ends up with He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Fuck one it. of those things where, where people with passion have this great idea and a lot of passion going forward, I, a.k.a. Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Levitt had that same kind of passion yep. going in for this project. And then you run up against reality. Well, but, yeah. That, the that, money people that go, what are you, what are you wanting to do? What? Well, wasn't no. it? There was some kind of man. so esoteric. Right. There was a management change at, at Warner, too, in addition to the, the moving it over to like, New oh, Line. Sure, but kicking the New we'll Line is already a bad Yakko, move. Well, Yakko and like, not, not take I, over? <laughs> I seem to remember uh, Levitt was you know, greenlit by the outgoing administration who did have a passion for him doing what he wanted to do. That, so that, that, it's The top just, brass yeah. changes so much. It really does. If you don't get your project out in a year, yeah. you were probably fucked. Yeah, if you're if you're not into pre-production within was it sixteen months of you know getting sure. the green light, you're done. You're literally done. Uh, originally, Gordon Levitt had been developing his script with Goyer and Gaiman, although it sounds like that version is either scrapped and heavily reworked. Oh God, you know I definitely got to give it to Ryan Reynolds because ten years that project was in limbo. And somehow he was able to There's many get the st- right people behind it to go yeah. forward. Yeah, there's so many studios that uh, Sandman could flourish in, but New Line is not one of them. And um, I'm a fan of New Line cinema. Yeah. But, I just listened uh, to uh, Howard Stern talk to Sasha Baron Cohen about him trying to get his uh, Freddie Mercury biopic going and how much shit. He spent six years on that. Wow. And it just fell apart. News you don't give a shit about. Sony has hired Dante Harper, who did Edge of Tomorrow. Just wrote it. That's a decent film. Edge of Tomorrow. To write a new script for a Venom spinoff that is said to be completely unrelated <laughs> to the new Spider-Man movie currently in the works at oh, Sony. Oh, well, that'll make it impactful. Uh, uh, why? What is... Ve- yeah. <laughs> uh, producing and overseeing the potential Venom movie is uh, longtime Spider-Man producers Avi Arad and Matt Tolmach. 
The uh, Venom spinoff has been in the works for years, but everything was put on hold after the disaster that was Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so the fact that it's not related to what moving forward with Marvel means Marvel's not involved. Avi Arad, who's gave us those great last two Spider-Man movies. There you go. There's your Venom. Who'd have ha- thought? Have a time. Who'd have thought? You seen Spider-Man been... Unlimited? Uh-uh. No. The cartoon? Mm-mm. You remember the Spider-Man cartoon? A few of them. Right, the one I remember that the was MTV one. Okay, not that one. Not that one. This is just that before that. This good. is Spectacular Spider-Man on Fox. Okay, do you remember that one? Barely. Nope. It's one of the better ones. Okay. Avi Arad had a hand in that one, but in the final season, wait, giant wait, the final season? I thought it was unlimited. Well, here's the problem. Oh. It was the fifth season, but they decided to go in a new route, and they send him out into outer space. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dude. And that's what this shit's going to be like. It's going to be all wacky. They cousin all over it? It's going to be wacky. When you don't know what to do with your character, you send them to outer space and ruin it all. They columbastroed it. All right. Oh, so. so. They Jason X'd it. (laughs) Uh News you don't give a shit about? Oh, this one. I don't know know the property very well. Uh, Tokyo Pop graphic novel Juror 13 is headed to the big screen. Do you know Juror 13 at all? I know it's... Nope. Okay. Um, well, it, it's got the Terminator screenwriter Mike Ferris writing. Ferris previously wrote for Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, and Terminator Salvation. Uh, oh, he, awesome garbage. He also wrote the scripts for the upcoming Dead Rising Endgame and Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Uh, he also wrote the screenplay... What? He also wrote the screenplay for Catwoman starring Halle Berry. Who's Xander Cage? Age. I don't know. I never saw Triple X. Triple X is the name of the character. Is that Finn's character? Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. So now that hey, the Ice first Cube X came good. in. Okay, the first Triple X was good. I, again, here we're going to have to disagree. <laughs> disagree. I know, I know, yeah. Uh, the Amer- uh, <laughs> now, Juror 13 is American manga comic written by DJ Milky, illustrated by Japanese manga artist Makoto Nakasuka. Uh, it's published as a one-shot from Tokyo Pop back in 2006. The basic idea, Jura 13, is a sci-fi thriller centers on the ordinary young man who's unwillingly exposed to an experimental brain-scanning technology, driving him to madness and murder while he wonders if his world's unraveling or if it's just a figment of his imagination. Which, I'm sure it's a fine manga, but going to be mangled in the hands of this oh, fellow. Whoa, your <laughs> boy, he's turning <laughs> phrases faster than a fucking revolving door. <laughs> He's turning phrases faster than Andy falling down a flight of stairs. That's actually not that fast. I kind of catch myself fall a little more and catch myself again and fall a little more. Faster than an Xbox falling off a shelf after Andy steps on the controller. Jeff with the callback. Shots fired. Only once. I'm sorry, Scully. It's only once. <laughs> That's all it takes Pencils for a fucking Xbox. Maybe that should be the name of the episode. I'm sorry, Scully. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend Geek! Oh, hey! Yay! We made it! Woo! <laughs> Might get a couple stories in here. <laughs> hey, no. Sci-Fi hey, has no. picked up 13 episodes of the post-apocalyptic thriller Aftermath, a Canadian co-production that follows the family trying to survive after the end of the world. Oh, I thought this was the, the project that they changed from... Uh, its original conception was when it was still called Common Core. Aftermath. I'm hot tonight. Yes, you are. Fucking hot. 
show week, folks. Tip your servers. Don't tip them over. Badoom boom. Order the fish. Try the veal. <laughs> order the, the fish. fish. <laughs> order, order the fish to swim faster. Hey <laughs> Good luck. They don't like orders. One of them's a real cod. Hey He's got the scales of justice in his favor. Scales, fish, swim, tail. Shots fired. <laughs> Thank you, Kipadada. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, Sarah Stone, Levi, really McEden. floundered. Taylor Dixon. Oh. Uh, <laughs> are set to play three siblings coming of age in the apocalypse. Aftermath grows the slate of sci-fi along with the Expanse 12 Monkeys, Killjoys, The Magicians, and Dark Matter, among others. I gotta say, sci-fi is becoming like... Becoming my sci-fi? became my wow. favorite channel. Yeah. Really? Which okay. it never, ever was. Hmm. Damn. Um, ever. 12 Damn. Monkeys is starting back up uh, here like in another month, and I've been actually looking forward to that. Cause... 12 Monkeys, a dozen monkeys. 12 Monkey Junkies, a dozen monkeys. Well... I'm Brad Pitt, and I don't travel in time, but I'm Bruce Willis, and I'm doing just fine. I went in the time machine and got back, but I couldn't get back on the right track. The scientists have got it all planned out ahead to make him sure that I'm going to wind up dead when they send me in time with the virus vial. I end up trying to crack a smile, but I scared the girl that I tried to save, but I told her in the car that the little boy was a liar, and she believed me, and that's how we got on the plane. Yeah! Twelve monkeys. A dozen monkeys. Twelve monkeys, junkies. So in the end, does it really matter what I did? I guess that fate is sealed from the beginning, and everybody's already predetermined destiny. You can't change what's going to happen to you. you Go back in time and try if you can, but you're not going to work out anyway. Even though I look like a bad, weird Tom Selleck when I glue on a mustache and a funky little hair. Oh, twelve monkeys! A dozen monkeys! Twelve monkeys, junkies! A dozen monkeys! <laughs> yeah, they want to work in a pet shop trying to be rebels, but they're not really worth a shit. And Brad Pitt's there, and he's all very rich, but he just wants to be an asshole and get cross-eyed. Twelve monkeys, <laughs> a dozen monkeys, twelve monkeys, junkies, a dozen monkeys. Well, someone's uh, whispering to me in the cell next to me, but I don't know who they are. They don't even tell me who they really are. But I guess uh, there's something he's voice a past. lot more fact check Andy as this goes along. For the past and future, I can't really tell if they're on the level. Get the stroke wallet. <laughs> I hear the same guy whisper to me and the homeless guy walking by me in the future and the past. Brad, 12, monkey. You're a sulky if performance. Otherwise, you'd be in the biggest rubber room in the world. <laughs> what are you talking about? You'd just be doing this whether we had an audience or not. <laughs> just have y'all strapped up in a straight jacket, bouncing off the rubber wall. <laughs> the only thing saving you from the men in white is that microphone, my friend. Here's the thing. What I just, it all made sense. I was just talking about the movie. We know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that'll> mind blown! <laughs> they'll, they'll Andy, save, they'll save you the court of law. Maybe he is in a rubber room somewhere, and we're all Ooh. just part of his delusion. Twelve monkeys, <laughs> a dozen monkeys. I would watch that it's movie. It's too real for you. A dozen monkeys. Wait, isn't that the premise of yeah? What the premise of this thing you were talking about? Sort of. I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> you were talking about something. We're on a podcast? What? See? All I remember was, we can geek! <laughs> you in my world now. <laughs> oh, God, let us out. <laughs> no. I control the horizontal. I have no mouth and I must scream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate- oh, there's another one. Harlan Ellison. There Harlan Ellison's another one to read. There you go. You guy who asked a long time ago. Hey, was that like an hour ago? <laughs> Better late than never. <laughs> He's still listening. 
Hate to give the sad news, but I do want to honor and respect uh, Tony Dice Dyson. The original builder of Star Wars icon R2-D2 died at age 68. No! British-born Dyson was commissioned to build R2-D2 droid for the 1977 original Star Wars and went on to build a total of eight R2-D2 droids over the course of the film series. Following the original Star Wars trilogy, Dyson continued doing film effects. He worked on the 1979 James Bond movie Moonraker and received an Emmy nomination in 85 for a robot he constructed for a Sony commercial. And his vacuum cleaners are the shit. It is. Uh, also, Gary Hutzel. Yeah, I was gonna say Gary died at Hutzel the age of sixty. Too. What the fuck with the prop masters? Sure, Hutzel won uh, four Emmys during his career. Best oh. known for his work on Star Trek: yep. The Next Generation, Ron D. Moore's Battlestar Galactica oh. reboot. He also worked on Deep Space Nine, Defiance, Caprica, Spy Kids, Virtuality, and the short-lived Bionic Woman reboot. Along the way, he created his fair share of iconic pieces of sci-fi lore, including the Borg, Borg Cube breakaway model used in Next Generation's Best of Both Worlds as well as the USS Defiant ship featured in Deep Space Nine. Is that the it's one that... It's a tough that... little ship. Yes. Little. <laughs> Michael Dorn, actor. <laughs> Captain, I think I should take... Shut no, up, Wolf. shut up. <laughs> no, Mr. Wolf, I think we're going to do this instead. I advise we raise shields, Captain. Shall yes. I raise shields? No, you shall not. No, that might be interpreted as a hostile act. Very well. God damn it. Go home and beat my pillow. <laughs> little, there. little life forms. Where are you? Data. <laughs> I know it's data. I love searching for life forms. I needed to know. Yeah, yeah, no. He was helping out a, a couple of us. Life forms. So little life forms. How I love to look for you. Brian, oh boy. Brian Fuller and Neil Gaiman announced that Golden Globe winner Ian McShane has been cast as Mr. Wednesday in the Starz series American Gods. McShane is probably best known for his leading role as Al Swearingen on the acclaimed HBO Western drama Deadwood. You also might have seen him in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, uh, American Horror Story, Asylum, and Ray Donovan. Later this year, he'll also be joining the cast of Game of Thrones in a still unknown role. So Ian McShane, <laughs> Ian McShane coming to your favorite show, Mr. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> you fucking midget. <laughs> I don't fucking care if your whores get in my way. I'm gonna fucking pull it, pull it in them. <laughs> so pour yourself a glass of whiskey, half full, and then get the fuck out of my bar. What? What's a bullet? It's <laughs> actually a really good McShane. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even so in the bar running a field. Shut up. Fuck you. I am the same fucking character that I was in Deadwood. Fuck you. Fuck your castle. Fuck your dragon. <laughs> Fuck your knight wearing whatever. Eat a bag of dick and get out of here, you cunt. Fuck you. No, I have over horse. to his Hercules character. Little Who finger, are you? Little finger. <laughs> I'm taking over your business. You dare build a whorehouse across the castle from me? <laughs> you know this is my fucking castle, right? Do you fucking know that? You know, we're going to go find the widow and take a fucking castle too. Fuck fuckity fuck. 
<laughs> fuck, fuck. Fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck me. Fuck me, fuck you. <laughs> fucking dragons. Fuck that. I don't believe in the fucking things. How can it burn my balls off? <laughs> they call you the mountain. You ain't so big. They believe in you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, mountain. <laughs> they call me the river. I'll slowly run right across your ass. <laughs> or go around it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Mountains don't move very fast. Rivers can get pretty quick. So watch yourself, big man. Big cunt. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, he's making me want to watch Deadwood. Yes, it's really <laughs> such a good show. Uh, AMC has announced it has given the green light for a new anthology drama series based on Dan Simmons' best-selling novel, The Terror. The 10-episode one-hour series is expected to premiere uh, in, in sometime in 2017. The Terror will be written by David Kainesh. Sure. Sure, why not? He did the Invasion, Blood Creek, True Story. And he's Would you like it. some rice with your Kainesh? <laughs> we have extra rice with the Kainesh. Have you, have you tried the Kainesh today? It's our special today. Well, he's serving. Chicken Kainesh. He's serving as co runner with Sue Hu. He's serving with rice. Sue Hu. Sue Hu? Sue Hu? <laughs> yes. Sue no, sue me, <laughs> sue you. I gotta get a lawyer. My carnation gave someone tomaine. Oh no! I think you just scan some of these articles, not so much looking for actual a, a news. About. You look no. for names that you can't pronounce and that Paul can riff on. I think that's what you do when you cultivate some of these articles. <laughs> uh, Ridley Scott will also executive produce. It's set in 1847. The anthology series and the book centers around a Royal Naval Expedition crew looking for the Northwest Passage in the Arctic when they are attacked by a soul-devouring monster that stalks their ship, all while the crew is faced with starvation, scurvy, mutiny, and cannibalism. The story is fictionalized account of Captain Sir John Franklin's lost expedition of the HMS Erebus and HMS Terror, with the characters based on almost all the actual members of Franklin's crew. So it's the thing in the past. Uh... Based on what I know about the book, uh, the thing is not a good comparison. Okay. There, there is a... Sounds like Wendigo. Uh, <gasps> it's a little more supernatural than... Uh, the Terror was nominated for the British Fantasy Award of 2008. The Terror is also a thousand-page book. It's like eight pages shy. Wow. So that's a quick read. But I will say Dan Simmons has some great horror novels in the past, and so that alone sells me on the, mm. on the show. Now I'm cool. going to have to read that book before... It comes out, and I at least have till 2017 to get that one done. Oh, yeah. I'll have that done by next week. Carnage! <laughs> uh, WGN America is looking to develop a new series based on Scalped from DC Comics' Vertigo line. Hmm. They've ordered a pilot episode and brought Jeff Johns along for the ride as ex- executive producer. Scalped was created by Jason Aaron and illustrator R.M. Guerrera and is described as, quote, a modern-day crime story set in the world of a Native American Indian reservation. It explores power, loyalty, and spirituality in a community led by an ambitious chief, Lincoln Red Crow, as he reckons with Dashiel Bad Horse, who has returned home. Bad Horse, (laughs) Bad Horse. (laughs) After years away from the reservation. Uh, It's a good book. Uh, Scalped is is great. Yeah. I read the first 
three of them, I think. Yeah, it's good. So this it's is going to be a good stuff, show. This is the kind of thing that that's an easy to TV. Yeah, like it's it's laid out like a fucking yeah. Uh, what are those things called? Script? Oh, script? No. <laughs> Adaptation? No. What do you do? We got the the scene by scene. Oh, the storyboard. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're boy, right there. Boy, Actually, speaking boy. of uh, Sundance Channel this week, Hap and Leonard, that show started. Hap and Leonard? Yeah, Hap and Leonard, based on Joe R. Lansdale's uh, hard crime series set in uh, East Texas, boy. late 80s. And one, fantastic read. That, that I realize I read fast. But I read this book. It's only about 200 oh. pages in about 24 hours. Happen yeah, I heard an interview with them on NPR with the, with the author on NPR. Yeah. Joe Lensdale is a great job of describing absolutely heinous acts and also being very, very funny. Yeah. Very, very witty. Yeah. And this show translates that novel probably better than any I can think of in recent past. Wow. I mean, The Expanse. Great, but it makes its changes. So far, Happen Leonard, I haven't seen change one yet, except for a few small things that are barely yeah, there. I heard him being interviewed by Terry Gross. I would hunt that one down. It's worth listening to. And the Happen Leonard series yeah. are, has eight books so far. Mm-hmm. So probably Joe R. Lansdale's best love series. So give if you have Sundance Channel, give that one a shot. It's it's worth checking out. A Somerville House Releasing is producing a feature film and original TV series based on the 1977 David Cronenberg horror film, Rabid. Jen and Sylvia Soska, known for American Mary and Dead Hooker in a Truck, uh, will helm not just the film, but the... Wait, the movie or or (laughs) the act? Uh, knowing the Soska or the twins, felonious crime. <laughs> knowing the Soska tw- uh, sisters, uh, th- that could be a thing. Uh, they will not just helm the film, but the subsequent TV series as well. The original film starred Marilyn Chambers as a woman who underwent experimental plastic surgery due to a horrible motorcycle accident. The surgery left her with a bizarre stinger-like organ that sucked blood and turned its victims into bloodthirsty zombies. Sure, because that's the kind of thing you do to rebuild a <laughs> car accident. Yeah. Is that like a B-movie titty fest, that first one? Well, it's David Cronenberg. Cronenberg is synonymous with body horror. That's awesome. uh, Quoting the the Soskas, uh, The work of David Cronenberg is legendary, and Rabbit is much more than a horror movie. The real message of this film is powerful and even more pivotal as we look at the world around us today. (laughs) Trump? (laughs) Who hasn't met a woman with a stinger? (laughs) It's an honor. Look, I've met women with stingers. They're great. They're wonderful. (laughs) You know, these are fantastic stingers. You should really try one of these stingers. Oh, look, it's little hands. <laughs> look, nobody hits my hands, okay? <clears throat> there is no problem with my stinger. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> my stinger is functional, although it only functions the once, and then I die. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't be, be really, so lucky. I can't be sure. I can't be sure if it'll function, so I'm going to wait. Continuing the Soskas, it's an honor to be involved with this love letter to his original, which we will handle with the same respect as Paul Schrader's Cat People, Andre Aja's The Hills Have Eyes, and John Carpenter's The Thing. The hills have eyes, and they're looking at you. (laughs) Get them some Visine, because they're bloodshot red. Try eyes. The hills have eyes. (laughs) 
that are filled with oh, pollen. That's nice. Huh? Oh, yeah. Dry eyes. Irritated, itchy eyes. Dry, clear eyes. Ugh. That voice. Uh, Netflix has announced a new 12-episode original series from Production IG, the Japanese animation oh. studio that gave us Attack on Titan, Ghost oh. in the Shell, and Blood the Last Vampire. Oh, boy. Put that stinger away, Paul. <laughs> the show is called Perfect Bones. Oh, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> is a nightmarish, Akira-like sci-fi thriller centered Ooh. on genetically engineered children and a shadowy Ooh. government entity. New series will be directed by Kazuto Nakazawa, a veteran anime director and character designer who created the animated sequences in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill Volume 1. Uh, yeah, right. The 12-episode series set in the future where scientists have tried to create the perfect human in hopes of keeping peace in the universe. After nearly achieving their goal through several children, the scientists send their new humans for further training where they are kidnapped by an evil organization set on using their powers to implement their own concept of a new world order. So that's called Perfect Bones coming to Netflix. Sounds like what? That sounds like what I want. World Order, huh? I think I have time for one more. Chan Park Wook, the director of Old Boy, will develop an adaptation of the 2007 Japanese sci fi novel Genocidal Organ. (laughs) That's the singer again, right? (laughs) (laughs) The book was written by uh, Project Ito. Here's a brief description of the story. Set in a time when Sarajevo was obliterated by a homemade nuclear device, the story reflects on a world inundated with genocide. An American man by the name of John Paul seems to be responsible for all of this, and intelligence agent Agent Clavis Shepard treks across the wasteland of the world to find him and the eponymous genocidal organ. Uh, Chan Wook Park is currently directing a Korean version of Sarah Walter's novel, Fingersmith. <laughs> Finger sniff? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. The Genital story. organ by Fingersmith. <laughs> by Fingersmith. <laughs> Genital organ by Fingersmith. Mm. Something there, guys. <laughs> Something there, guys. We got it. We can not, make this work. I think that one is done. It's It worked. Genital. <laughs> Genital organ by finger sniff is done. Put that in a fucking Tupperware box. <laughs> and seal it. Because that shit is gold. Lock it in the time capsule. Yep. Because the slightest move. Was... <laughs> you come, come at that in 10 years, crack it fresh, watch people just lose their minds. <laughs> Genital organ crack finger sniff. Fresh. What? Holy shit. <laughs> this guy. What a line. I'm throwing one more in there. IDW is putting out its own What If in a series called Deviations. The five separate series will focus on... Finger sniff. Ghostbusters, G.I. Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, and the X-Files. Following the classic What If model, the issues will focus on some critical story moments that would fundamentally change each comic universe. Here are some of the plot jumping off points for each series. Uh, Ghostbusters... In a world where the Ghostbusters never crossed streams. G.I. Joe, (laughs) in a world where Cobra turns the table on G.I. Joe, whatever that means. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, in a world where Shredder leads the Turtles. Transformers, in a world where Optimus Prime never died. And the X-Files, in a world where young Mulder was abducted by aliens. 
these comics all debut this month. Well, yeah. the X-File one and the Turtle one sound intriguing. I think I might have to pick up that Turtles. I'd be interested in the Ghostbuster one the if they had a decent Ghostbuster comic. Yeah, you know it's going to be garbage. Yeah. The Turtles comic is apparently pretty good. Okay. Uh, I've been hearing good things from people. Comic book workers. Comic book store workers. <laughs> comic workers. Comic book workers. Okay. Top men. <laughs> yep. Top men in their Exactly. Exactly. Top fucking men. I went and bought some comics this week for the first time in a long while. Yeah. Got that second volume of the Vader series. It's pretty good. Okay. Vader is good, yeah. You like Vader? Oh, yeah. All those Star Wars comics are good, but Vader, they, they make him badass. It's, yeah. It's just like he, you know, but at the same time, they show him as fighting for his position, you know, fighting to hold on to it in the whole imperial intrigue. Yeah, it's it's post the first first Death Star, and he's basically yeah. That's that's what this whole book is. This volume is about where he's having to go against the Empire and the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. I'm going on a mild tangent related to this. Uh, as I've stated in prior shows, I've been wanting to read the Star Wars canon as it now is developing. Mm-hmm. And so now there's a lot of books that have been released, a few that I have missed. And one of the reasons why I can't pull the trigger on some of them is because the digital price for these, if to buy them like on Kindle or whatnot, is I, the same price or more than if you buy it print. Right. Mm. Uh, ebook sales have gone down uh, 11%. And the big reason being that the large publishing houses, HarperCollins, uh, Penguin, so on, are Price overpricing yeah. their books so that it is cheaper to buy a physical copy than a non-physical digital copy. And it's hurting ebook sales in general. But I can't bring myself to buy these books digitally that way. Uh, well, yeah, it's, Good it's, for you. Don't. Sure. Keep buying physical books when you can. Uh, I was just reading an article about CDs, slow demise. It's going to take a while. But right now, they are the best value in music. Song for song, dollar for dollar. You oh, can't you mean, yeah, buy cause... music cheaper than on CD. Now, there's Whether one thing, used or new. There's mm. one thing I do like that Amazon does, is that yes. if you buy the physical yep. CD, they give you the digital version as well. I like yeah. that a lot, too. I like that a lot, so too. Best but of see, both worlds. I still, like, I still have to go shopping. There was a brand new School 7 Bells album that I wouldn't have even realized was out. If I hadn't gone to Zia. Yeah. And I can't listen to it because I don't have a CD player in my car. Uh, oh, it's driving uh, me fucking nuts. Uh, the future's a bunch of bullshit. I'll trade you. What's no. Your, what's your future <laughs> bullshit? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And if we didn't get to your email, don't worry. We will. They will not be missed. There you go. You'll get there eventually. You don't have some kind of plug-in port on that new vehicle of yours? I to, do, to but play? what? I got to go buy a little portable CD player? It can't be that much. No, I'm sure it's like twenty bucks, probably. No, but but I mean, you should be able to run MP3s directly through your. Oh, but I, means I, I want C- to play CDs. I don't have my CDs. My what? CDs, CDs nuts. <laughs> I don't have my CDs transferred onto my iTunes yet. I got a new computer, and I haven't had time to download all that music. Oh, I've been down this road. So uh, yeah. I know, right? It's terrible. <laughs> So the the guy that we should we worked out last week the the guys that does the uh, the Jedi speaks the guy doing the uh, uh, oh the the yeah the the Luke scene from the end of uh, oh Force Awakens please, please yes. explain because this yeah. makes no sense what are you anyone? talking about uh, there's there's a guy who used to work here in in uh, Las Vegas he used to work at the Excalibur as a juggler a magician 
um, who looks a lot like uh, Mark Hamill does now. A lot like. But, but not because he, he ever looked like him before. He just, Mark Hamill's age and his look. It's it's hilarious. So they've just cut a whole bunch of like fourteen second things where it's it's the you see the island coming up. You the see, end of Force Awakens. Right. You see. Right. And then he turns around and he says one little stupid line, and there's some of them just really intentionally stupid. Oh. But he uh, he's he's, he's uh, tried doing the Hollywood uh, the the uh, Grumman's Theater this weekend. He actually went out as as Luke in the uh, Grumman's Theater. It was it's called it was, Jedi Speaks? If you're trying to find. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Okay. It's on YouTube. It, they're vines, basically. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they are on YouTube. Until next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander Fingersniff. <laughs> Fact check, Andy. See? Make believe crack, Matt. Crack that shit fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Just draw it across your upper lip, yo. Fingersniff. What's the first part of it? Oh, Paul. Oh, uh, genital. Yeah, genital. Um, organ. Organ. Genital fingersniff. Organ. So the, the monster you've created, Paul, somebody just posted in Shock Monkey's Lair. On top of being blind, Dear Devil develops early onset dementia. Dear Devil, no idea. Ah! <laughs> oh you're right, you're right. There's uh, something there. Credit where credit's due. See? Who posted that? Uh, Chris Ellis. Thank you, Chris. Wow. Dude. Definitely something uh, there. See, you guys... <laughs> he just took a week and a half to get to it. You're right. No am, faith. No I, faith. I am but a conduit. I am but an instrument that the muse speaks through. And you may go and take the ideas and run wild. But who put together the fucking Mumra thing? God damn. Howard, right? Uh, Hold on. Henry? Henry. Harry? Harry. Harry. Did We're terrible. Harry? Yeah. We're Fred. the worst. There was no last name. It just says Harry. Harry. All right. Harry. And it, yeah, and, and the but, end credits say some guy. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. Fucking gold. And I if you aren't to... on if you aren't on there, if you're on Facebook, go to Shock Monkey's Lair because it's getting really active and oh, really yeah. interesting. Yes, it is. <laughs> it Shock is Monkey's Lair is growing. Shock Monkey's yeah. Lair is growing. Uh we're getting lots of scoop crossover, which I love. Oh indeed. Uh the Scoop Minecraft server is still going strong. We got even more people this week. It's all getting bigger and better. This giant Media conglomerate. <laughs> I can't wait. We're going to be regular Sumner Redstones. It wouldn't be a show if you didn't drop something, God damn it. <laughs> it was empty and you dropped it. Uh, oh! oh. oh. It I just schooled. happened to fall on Andy's foot. Yeah, I, I, I did. Guilt by association. Yeah, you I'm sitting over here. You touched the you button, so I, I, obviously I touched a button. Yeah. It was yeah. fucking Andy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't listen to his ass. <laughs> don't listen to him. The Bull Show. I'm Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs>